happy 4th of July to everyone listening in the States, and to everyone else, just welcome to both of the women in my life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Yay! Hi! <laughs> and Mama Kay! Hi there! Hi! Already happy 4th getting, of July! Getting off to a great start. <laughs> and Thursday, tonight, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> happy Thursday, yeah. And, uh, well, tonight we are reviewing... I mean, this movie's a national treasure. We are reviewing National Treasure. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah, oh, we are just so off. Great. This is a great start. Um, so, <laughs> National Treasure is a movie. It's 15 years old this year, directed by John Turtletub. Uh, I had to look at his filmography. That he is did unfortunate. Turtletub? <laughs> Turtletob? I think it's Turtletaub. Well, whatever. Tub. It's something to do with turtles and tubs. And uh, he <laughs> is, I mean, recently he's done that The Meg. He's done Last Vegas. Uh, he did the second National Treasure as well. Um, but his older movie that I think people know of, uh, Cool Runnings. Anyone remember yeah. Cool Runnings? John Candy. The Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. The Jamaican bobsled team. Good. So Good I, I'm, I'm thinking of a few things I've seen of him. They're mostly mediocre to not very good uh i would say in my opinion and then he made this then he made this gem yeah this is like his middle of career movie and uh one of his bigger movies probably um it's a disney related definitely yeah disney related kind of film kind of in that uh same time as pirates of the caribbean which is wildly successful and haunted mansion which was wildly unsuccessful and you know you loved that movie yeah i did i you know i haven't gone back and watch it i am assuming it does not hold up in the least but i'm just guessing no it probably does not anyway okay. this stars nicholas cage as our hero uh benjamin franklin gates not on the nose yeah. at all with that one um what do you before we get into uh, how we rate things and start the show off what do you guys think of nicholas cage as an actor as a performer i'll start with you nicole um well, you know, I can't say that I'm too familiar, only because of my feeling towards movies. I don't have much of a an opinion on him, just because I don't watch many of his things. But, that being said, my favorite Nicolas Cage film is obviously Knowing. It came out in oh, 2010. No! <laughs> what? Knowing? I, I, I can see the... Like the, it's the, the letters, one where there's no? like the time capsule and he opens it and he's got to find all the things with his son or whatever. No, that's the one where he's on the plane, right, with all the people and nothing happens the whole movie. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can have different opinions. Defend your love of knowing. I, I, I... That's just one that I remember seeing and I liked it. <laughs> huh. uh, okay. Mama K, what do you think of Sorry. Nicholas? No, no, it's okay to have different opinions. I just knowing. I just. I'm sorry. It's no you... Ghost Rider, Brennan. Damn. Ghost Rider. <laughs> no one saw that coming. No one saw knowing coming. No, I just, no one. Ghost Rider. Yeah, the audience was like, "No, she's gonna pick like um, like the Raising Leaving Arizona. Las... Yeah, like a <laughs> maybe that movie. a Coen Brothers good. movie or yeah. Leaving Las Vegas or um. Fine, I'll just what keep else? knowing to myself. Nobody else has to know what's going on and knowing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Mama K, what do you think yeah, about Nicolas Cage? Knowing. Yeah, I mean, he's been in some good... Like, Leaving Las Vegas was a good film. I watched it once. I couldn't watch it a second time. It's, it's really, a horribly depressing film. <laughs> it's a depressing film. It's really visceral in a couple places, in a lot of places, um, and painful. I mean, ugh, like, excruciatingly painful to watch. But a good performance... Otherwise, you wouldn't feel that way, I don't think. Um, Moonstruck? Fun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's a fun movie. I have to say that he was probably my least favorite character, or least favorite played character in that. There, there was just, it was so crazy over the top or, or underdone. I'm not sure which, but done not well, put it that way. Um, when you're up against Olympia Dukakis and Cher and, uh, what's the other guy, Danny... Uh, yeah, powerhouses. <laughs> Olympia Dukakis. She's Oscar-nominated Olympia Dukakis, I believe. Yeah, I don't race out to see a Nick Cage movie. I do sometimes like to watch whatever's happening with him on TMZ, however, because he's entertaining that way. <laughs> 
Yeah, I um, I guess I'm the biggest Nicolas Cage fan. I love Nicolas Cage knowing. a lot. You love knowing. No. Shut the no. fuck up, man. I can't even <laughs> right now <with> this. <laughs> knowing is not one of my favorite movies with him. Um, I yeah, love... I watch un- it, just to see. I... <laughs> I love unhinged, crazy, completely over the top Nicolas Cage. I'm thinking Wild at Heart. Um, I'm thinking uh, kind of Snake Eyes to a degree, which is not a good movie. <laughs> I, still like. okay. I, I still like Snake Eyes. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Not the Bees! Not the Bees! Wicker Man. Anyone? Really? Yeah, Wicker Man's good. Uh, oh, recently he was in a movie called Mom and Dad uh, with Selma Blair, and he is he is just good old old Nicolas Cage going going crazy. Um, but this is definitely National Treasure. A much one of the quietest normal Nick Cage roles I've ever seen. Um, but the best uh, parts of it are when you do see Nick Cage, like when you see little when bits he starts of him bleeding through a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Those are my favorite parts of it because I think maybe I can take him in very small doses, but not. Was he also in Honeymoon in Vegas? Did he do like all the Vegas movies? I don't know. I never saw that. Sarah Jessica Parker. I think he was. Oh, foot face. She looks like a foot. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, that's enough of our prelude. If you haven't seen National Treasure right now, uh, it is on Netflix. So go and check it out. Get in that American spirit, even if you're not American. This is a very American film. So uh, Right. Even though one of the lead actresses is not American in it, but it's so Yeah, we'll get to that. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, But uh, we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. We start in the Arctic, the Antarctic, um, and... Is it the Antarctic or the Arctic? That's I'm already wrong. That's two totally opposite things, but... I'm thinking Arctic. That seems is to be the, more It likely. is the Arctic, okay. Uh, well, we really start with the flashback of... where he learns from his grandfather. That yeah. Not America. Doesn't matter. Next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is an American review. We're we, avoiding... do, we only care about America in this review. Um, <laughs> Therefore, several of the main characters will be excised. They will not yeah, be talking all of about like, the Russian gar- like, goons. the villain. We're not going to talk at all about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Sean B. And or the sidekick. Them. It's basically a Justin Bartha, Nick Cage film. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, we do go to the Arctic. Our little prelude before the whole movie starts is Nick, Nick Cage's character benjamin as a kid he's told by his grandfather all these tales of how his his great great whatever grandfather was a treasure protector uh sent to guard one of the greatest treasures of of all mankind and his dad who is john voight is like oh, i wasted my life chasing that treasure it's just a bunch of nonsense it's always just more clues and it's just uh, that's- another clue it's just another clue with something we just say in our family clue. all the time. Just another clue. We do say it all the time. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's one. Of, I don't know how that became part of the lexicon in our family, but it's one of the because it's a movie, and that's how we say it. we just. I know, but this movie things. and that line seems like a weird one, but iconic. <laughs> it's iconic. iconic. So there yeah. you go. That's how Nicolas Cage gets introduced to his. It's it's in his blood that he's a treasure protector, and he you know right. his grandfather tells him that, and uh, his father is like the anti treasure person because he's like oh we sh- it's ruined our family. So whatever. We go to the Arctic uh, in present day. Um, we meet uh, adult Ben, who is Nicolas Cage. We meet Riley Poole, who is Justin Bartha. People will know him as Doug in the Hangover movies. Um, we meet. He's White Doug. White Doug, oh, right? yeah. he's White Doug. <laughs> yeah, the, the distinction has to be made. <laughs> yeah, he's White and Doug. Uh, we also meet uh, Sean Bean's character Ian, uh, who is—I mean, he's Sean Bean. So you always are thinking bad guy. I'm thinking I, I don't. I, yeah, he's the best villain ever. He's a really good villain. I, I like him. He's a great villain. I mean, at the beginning here, he's not a villain yet. The three of them, plus a bunch of other guys who don't really get names or or anything going on, um, they're searching for a pipe. Uh, it, it, it is because his father, his grandfather told him, uh, something, some, this whole movie has a bunch of like deciphering (laughs) phrases in absurd ways. It was like, they're searching for the Charlotte, actually the Charlotte and the Charlotte happens to be a uh, ship. Yeah. The secret lies with Charlotte or something. And that's what like the guy told him in like the 1800s, the great grandfather. So it took him 150 years to figure out the, and and generations to figure out the Charlotte's a ship. And so they're looking for it in the Arctic because that's where it has, you know, that's Riley's the scientist tech guy. So he's figured out that that's where it is. Um, They dig and find the ship. Uh, They find a little pipe. 
Um, Nick Cage uses this is a good little Nick Cage literally bleeding through the role by using his own blood to. Uh, He's uh, bleeding his own blood. I'm bleeding my own blood. Uh, he yeah. he pricks his f- such badassery already. Yeah, I, know. Nice. I, know. I don't have any ink. Yeah. I'm gonna because the, the he has to roll the pipe to to get the print so he can read the the note on it. So he uses his own blood to do so. Um, the ship's covered in dead people and gunpowder, and it's like an old like. <laughs> old smuggler ship i don't know um, dead people in gunpowder that's, that's like pretty much gun. what's down there dead people in gunpowder snow <laughs> and that's about it yeah um so they fi- <laughs> so here's one of the things that i think people a lot for this movie they make fun of a lot is he's like they keep the the riddle or whatever and there's <laughs> a long yeah, pause and he, he reads the whole thing and there's a long pause it's a riddle <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he he Good solves night. the riddle in like four minutes, like less than that, with crazy leaps in logic, like that make no sense, and it's all over the place. And this kind of stuff is th- littered throughout this movie, and it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. But he figures out. Yeah, but it's just an adventure movie. You gotta you gotta you gotta buy into that it's a bit adventure movie, and that he knows what he's doing, and you know that's that's his jam. So. I guess, but like the leaps are crazy. Like he figures out that iron sure. pen means a contract that was written. Like it's resolute. <laughs> like that's uh, there's just all those kind of like little leaps where it's like it's like a it's the the riddle in and then he figures it all out in like five seconds. And um, so this is where he figures out that the next clue to the treasure that he's trying to find uh, is on the back of the Declaration of Independence, which is like a big, big old thing that if anyone remembers this movie, that's the whole thing is the Declaration of Independence uh, plot line. Um, So Ian is like, all right, let's go get it. And he's like, no, we cannot. It's. You can't steal the declaration. He's like, I'll use any means necessary. I've 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 done this before, and so this is where like the Ian and and Ben butt heads. Ian turns on Ben by threatening to kill. Uh, uh, I keep on calling him Doug, but Riley. Riley. And um, this is kind of where <laughs> they split to up. Kill White Doug. Yeah, he's trying to kill White Doug. <laughs> the ship bursts into flames because Nicholas Cage lights a flare. Uh, he's like, if you shoot me, we all go down. And then <laughs> they, they, the ship blows up. Oh, man. Ian gets Why away. Are you Ian and so his goon. so hard already, man. I like this movie. I'm not going to even hide it. I like this movie, but it's fucking stupid. I don't know. That's not what it sounds like to me, Nicole. Oh, I, I'm just surprised we're still on this scene with the ship. I'm sorry. I'm talking. <laughs> You know, I'm talking. I like to talk a lot about the scenes and how they go. Whatever they get away, and the, uh, Ian gets away. Nicholas Cage and and Riley get away, and now the whole plot of uh, Ian's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Nick Cage, in order to protect the Declaration, must steal it himself. And uh, got to steal it first. Yeah. yeah. So this is like uh, the plot of the movie, I guess. And, uh, I think we'll, we'll rate that first since we get a few characters later on in the movie introduced. So Mama Kay, I'll start with mm-hmm. you. What do you think of the plot of this, of this treasure hunt? You know, I mean, because it's, it's the kind of movie that it is, it's an action adventure. You do have to suspend reality a little bit on stuff. And I like the plot of this movie. This is one of those movies that I would watch a lot. It's in the vein of, of an Indiana Jones film. I don't want to say it's like, it's like Indiana Jones, but it's in that same action adventure, um, you know, mode. And I give it, I give it a solid four. I like it. Hmm. Nice. Okay, uh, Nicole. <laughs> um, I think I give it like a three and a half. Uh, I really like this movie too. Um, the plot's pretty good. I really enjoy watching the uh, characters go to different historical uh, places in the in the country and places that I'm familiar with, places I've been to before, yeah. and it's fun to think about. You know, if you do suspend reality a little bit and, and, you know, seeing the Declaration of Independence in person and you're like, you know, it really would be cool if there was something on the back of that or it really would be cool yeah. if we saw this in at near the Liberty Bell or whatever. So I, I like that kind of stuff. I thought it was, it was really fun and lighthearted, the whole film. You know, you don't ever think it's real, but it, it would be fun if it was. Yeah, I'm going to land on a three, so I'm not hating on it. It's it's a solid 
it's a decent plot. Um, it's so what's really what I don't like about this plot, and it's you know it's something you kind of have to you do have to really overlook is all of the gigantic enormous chasms of logic you have to jump over. It's it's uh, you know a lot of what happens in this movie just can't happen. Even in two thousand four, it just it just really can't happen. Um, most it of can't, it. But but that's actually act, most action adventure is like that. It's not you know none of it's. If it were something that could actually happen, it would be way too boring to watch. The difference, so. though, between like an Indiana Jones movie and like a this kind of movie is Indiana Jones takes place in all these other places, and there's supposed to be like this mystical like aura about it. I mean, there's nothing really particularly mystical about this. This is all supposed to be. It's played pretty straight. It's not played like there is any sort of magic or extra you know because that's what that's the difference i see between indiana jones movies and like this is you have to when it's playing it's it's trying to play it so straight here you have and it's also on a bunch of you know very populated populated american cities and you know it's just a it's a lot of if it were taking place in the middle of nowhere that's no one's touched in you know thousands of years it would make a little more sense and you could probably i mean they're kind of doing that in the aspect of these things are supposed to be historical and they haven't been touched in hundreds of years so we don't really know if that's happened or not yeah but there's construction permits and you know (laughs) like general security at the white at the uh at the um National Archive. Uh, National Archive is a little and you can't just you can't just dial beep 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 hi fbi i need help (laughs) <laughs> and the the password to anything at is not Valley Forge ever. It's like four eight nine a t one. Like no, Valley Forge would never be the password to some government building that protects national documents. That's it's, it's just... not a government building. That's just her password. That's her personal password because she loves history. She loves Washington. Come on. Okay, it you doesn't didn't make see it... that thread through it. It doesn't make any sense then that anyone could just. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I don't want to bog down too much on that. What I do (laughs) like about this movie is if you accept the movie's internal logic, it actually is a pretty tight plot. Um, All the characters tie together. uh, Everyone's motivations are pretty clear. Um, it's, it's a solid, like, if you accept the, what we're given, it, it works in, yeah. in that, in a, in a yeah. story way. So that's the positive yeah. of the plot is that it actually is pretty tight. Um, it's just the gigantic, crazy, insane leaps of logic I'm constantly making it, that make it harder. But you know, that's, that's. And also it, 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 it takes place in like 24 hours or something like that. I mean, <laughs> it's a day or two. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, a, a, there might the be most. some, there might be some time between, uh, the Arctic and when they get back, but that's that's about it. No, but I mean, once they start the quest, once they go to steal the document, then they go from Washington D.C. to Philadelphia to New York to Boston uh, in pretty quick succession. You know, we were I don't know they they do have, have an overnight they do have an overnight scene there because you know that they show up to Nick Cage's dad's house. Right, right, John Boyd. Right, on, on the night of the heist, so they prepare their yeah, they right. prepare their heist, um, and the, the and the night well before I guess they meet Doctor Abigail Chase beforehand. They're going to all the FBI and, and National Defense to warn them about Ian's plan. No, obviously no one's taking them seriously. And Abigail Chase, right. she's played by Diane Kruger, who I like in Inglorious Bastards. That's uh, about yeah. what I know her from. Um, I really wanted her name to be Abigail Adams in the show. I would have, yes. no, it would have been, t- it's already <laughs> stupid enough that he's Benjamin Franklin Gates, I'm like, really, like, Gate of Protector, he's Benjamin, he's Franklin, Benjamin Franklin, like, uh, get out of here, it's, I guess he could have been he Benjamin Franklin be Key or something, like, <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Clue, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ben Clue, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been a solid. C-L-U. That would have been, been absolutely awesome. ridiculous. Uh, so Abigail Chase is like uh, she works at some national archives. She's a she's a history buff like Nick Cage's character is, and that's how they have their immediate bond. Uh, they all go to the ga- or Nick Cage goes to the gala while Ian tries to break in in his own plan, and Riley he runs tech support, uh, a bunch of well, elaborate he, camera he stuff. He warned he warned her that. Um, they think someone's going to steal the declaration. She's like, Psh, no. So that was pretty <laughs> right. Right. She's, she's one of the, um, she, yeah, she, she's her, she's at the national archive. So it's like after they ran to the FBI and the national defense, they, they go to her and 
but yeah. but Nick Cage is able to appeal to her because she gets him the button that's missing in her collection of like ye old yeah. buttons or whatever. I don't remember exactly what the. <laughs> it was Washington's uh, inaugural buttons. There are like ten of them, and she had nine, and he gave her a button. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it a little bit. Um, But the hijinks ensue uh, when, uh, you know, they're all, Ian and and, uh, Ben are trying to break in at the same time. They shoot, there's gunfights, they're uh, Riley's setting things off with lasers, they're cleaning the declaration, and then no one's there guarding it. That would be totally undetected in a government building of this stature and this importance. We can totally get away with fucking gunshots in the basement. That's (laughs) yeah. Well, Well, we had a silencer. The part that I like is that, you know, Nick Cage and his buddy Riley are trying to do it like in a, in a surgical manner. You know, they've got this plan and everything is very quiet on the DL. And then there's Ian and his goons and they're all coming in like, you know, Bruce Willis and, and live to live or die or whatever those die hard <laughs> are all boom, boom. Everything is just like, you know, they've, it, it's kind of like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another leap where like Nick Cage is like this genius smart guy but like he thinks him and Riley are going to be better at protecting the declaration than like the US government knowing that all Ian's going to do is going to blow shit up like I, it just doesn't whatever yeah. we get past it um, point is Nick Cage yeah. gets his hand on, on the declaration uh, and I like this yeah, is a, a clever little scene where he's he's hiding in the gift shop and he's walking out and the woman's like you going to pay for that <laughs> and then she he looks and sees this like bin of Declaration of Independence replicas and he doesn't have enough right. cash he has to use a card now he's on the grid um, and right. You know, the fallout is he escapes with the declaration, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff. Ian grabs the girl because the girl's going after him, and there's the fake declaration, and it's a whole big car chase, you know, yada, yada, yada. Basically, the point is Nick Cage is now with Riley and uh, Abigail, and it's the three of them, and they have the declaration while Ian and his goons are pursuing them. And we get introduced to our final, I guess, big character. Uh, Harvey Keitel shows up in this movie, and he is like an yeah, FBI yeah. director. Um, interesting casting choice. He didn't choice. have anything to do. Yeah, no, very little to do. To do. I thought because we're, this is Harvey Keitel, maybe he's a bad guy, and like working with Ian on the DL, because... I don't know, you know, I think of Mr. White, I think of the wolf, I think of ba- the, the bad lieutenant, <laughs> I think of a criminal. Like, I don't think of the FBI director. Um, nah, he's he's legit good guy. So, I mean, that's basically all the characters here, and I'll start with you, Nicole, this time. What do you think of the characters of this movie? Uh, I think I will give the characters a three. Um, I like the, the battle back and forth between Ian and Ben during this. I like that they're both trying to uh, get to the same end goal because they're both passionate about history and they both, you know, enjoy it, even though it seems like, uh, you know, one Ian's end goal is for the money or the treasure or whatever, but he still is invested in, in doing it. So I like that fight they have back and forth. I like um, Cage's buddy there. Uh, I forget his name in the movie, but uh, he's Riley, pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, I like Abigail also. I don't really much care for their, like, creepily hidden budding romance in the background it's really <laughs> odd i just ugh. but overall i like that i like the chemistry of of everybody together i like the i like the stupid ass lines that they give nicholas cage in every movie because obviously he decided he wanted to say those things so yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. his own little his own little piece in the film is always funny but um yeah it's enjoyable it's fine i'm okay yeah, I give I'll give the characters a three and a half. I think that I think everybody really everybody's well cast in this movie. Sometimes I sometimes I John Voight I'm not a big fan of, but I, he was perfect. I thought <laughs> as as the Daddy Gates, you know, it was like Daddy Gates. You per- I don't know what his they name. Call me was. Daddy what Gates. <laughs> oh God, please cut this part out. Nope. Um, <laughs> Okay, Mr. Gates. Uh, no, he's ben Daddy Gates, Gates for the rest of the movie. For the rest of this review. <laughs> I hate you with a burning passion. Um, yeah, so I think that everybody everybody did their job. I, I agree a little bit about the the romance part. It was a little too easy and quick. And I, I don't know that there would be anything particularly you know appealing about Nick Cage coming into your office kind of being a psycho saying something's going to steal the Declaration of Independence and also, 
you know, he just happens to have the button that you need. I'm like, I feel like you've been stalking me or at least, you know, all over my social media to figure out what it is that I'm missing in life. Um, Their best chemistry scene is where they're in the getaway van and they're like in front of uh, that one building. Oh my God. Horrible. It's 4th of July. I can't even remember what these buildings are. Capitol building. And uh, yeah. He's, she has the declaration in her hands and she takes her shoes off to run away and he runs after her and goes, no, no, you do not run away from me or whatever he says. So I'm like, no. Yeah, or I he's do telling like her that. to just be quiet. And that's where we fell yeah, in love. Yeah, or he's telling her to, to be quiet, yeah. you know, in, in order to placate her, <laughs> to be quiet, he gives her the declaration yeah. to hold, like... Here, hold this, and you know. I do. I like that. It's it's funny. (laughs) I like that scene. I like the scene where they're in, where they're still at the uh, at the the gala, and he's trying to get her fingerprints off the glass, and they're talking about something about how people in the olden days would be punished, and he's like, and they would be, you know, uh, cornered and burned, and their entrails pulled out and burned and that was like that was totally no oh, yeah that was total Nick Cage. i'm watching just, that i'm just sitting there yeah, like Ugh, I, this is awesome i'm cringing like, so that's much, the but best but it. that's also the point that's also the point if i were abigail i'd be going oh nope that just checked off weird box for me nope no thank you moving on but they Next. both love history <laughs> but they both love history it's just very sweet like that yeah I am yeah. going to give these characters a four or five. <laughs> I really like Aww, the characters in this movie. Um, Nicholas yeah. Cage is an awesome lead. I really like uh, Ben. Um, I, what I was very shocked at is that Riley's humor in 15 years later, it holds up decently well. I'm still actually laughing at a good amount it of his does. face. I was surprised. I thought maybe it would just be pure nostalgia that I liked this movie. But, I mean, yeah, it's a, the plot's kind of a mess execution-wise, but he's still funny. Uh, to me, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diane Kruger is an interesting choice. Uh, seeing that her American accent is um, it works occasionally. Uh, it's it, you can kind of hear it bleeding through. But I actually think her and Nicholas Cage for some reason have a chemistry. I kind of feel a chemistry. I don't know why, but I do actually like the uh, their their bits together. Um, and then the rest, like Mama K said, it's just perfect casting. Um, you know, Daddy Yates, great casting. Uh, we got uh, Ian as, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean, yeah. Oh, perfect casting, yeah. of course. Harvey Keitel yeah. is the yeah. weirdest choice. Um, he's not given much to do, but he's fine. Um, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, everyone's pretty solid in this, and I, I really like a couple characters. So I'm, I'm sitting at a four or five. I like the characters here. Um, All right. Yeah, Good. so... They, uh, the, you know, FBI's after him now, Ian's after him now, so now we got, like, a three-pronged pursuit kind of thing, and, um, knowing that they're gonna go to his house, Ben decides to go to his, uh, to, to Daddy Yates's, or Daddy Gates's house, and, um, <laughs> they need to, they need lemons and heat, and they, and I love this, <laughs> I love <laughs> they they squeeze the lemon on the back of the declaration and they use the little um uh uh Q-tip to to like uh, hit it all over the corner and um the, nothing's happening and then Daddy Yates walks in and he's like you need heat and uh, and uh, <laughs> Nick Cage and Diane Kruger like lean in together over the corner and just go. <sighs> They just right. they just let hot their their hot breath, and you see a little bit of ink. It worked pop up. so good though. I, I'm laughing so at that because it's so it's pretty stupid, but I like it. <laughs> and then what happens? And then they get a bunch of numbers, and they yeah. figure out uh, how do they figure it out? Because they go they figure out it's it's the Liberty Bell basically. But um, it's because of this, yeah, because of the silence do good letters. They have to go. You forget that whole part. So why why do they know it's the silence do good letters? Why why is that part of this? Because it was the bloody thing where it said um, something like this: the um, the silence silence or something like that. Yeah, and silence was capitalized. The S in silence was capitalized, and that's how they figured out it was the silence do good letters, which were meant. written actually by Ben Franklin to um, one of the papers and back back in the day. And coincidentally, the Gates family had the original Silence Do Good Letters, which I'm like, okay, that's this is probably the biggest leap we take right here. Uh, oh, it's we not, need those letters. And also, it's a big leap. But... We have them. It's a huge leap. It's like, yeah, it is. 
So then they have to go to the Franklin Institute where the um, silence do good letters are kept because now the dad, the dad who had, who had them didn't donated yeah. them to the Franklin Institute. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where they head to next. But when he finds out that it, that they have the declaration of independence in his house, uh, daddy Gates, um, mm-hmm. it's, it, that's one of my favorite scenes. And also when they leave him, they leave him like trussed up with a, with a, you know, a drink in his hand. When the <laughs> yeah. They FBI duct tape come. him, but he's got, he's got the TV remote when they come in, I think he's got the remote in one hand and like a in and out burger cup in the other or something like that. It's pretty, oh this is the best. I love this. So we go to our second, yeah, the second set piece now is Philadelphia. Um, they're able to line up the letters with the help of a kid they pay off. Uh, Ian's hot on their tail using Yahoo, by the way. Yahoo to search like for things. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's weird. It's 2004, I man. know, it's weird, though, that they have a laptop and that Ben and his team don't have anything. But like, They could have used Ask Jeeves. I know, exactly. Why, why, why is there no Ask Jeeves here? Um, so, you know, the, the whole bottom line is they got to go up to where the bell used to be. Um and now it's the Centennial Bell, blah, blah, blah. They find Ben Franklin's old bifocals that have a bunch of little lenses. And uh, Mama Kay, for those of you who don't know, for a long time wore a very thick pair of glasses. Um, so whenever she would put her glasses on, we would uh, send the gif of uh, Nicholas Cage like, moving the little lenses around so he could read the thing. I, uh, I hate this up. podcast so that's much. That's messed up. I hate everything about this. I hate everything about this podcast. <laughs> There's not one thing I like about it. Oh. Not one thing. Uh, it's one of our better episodes, I would never make I fun say. of you for your, uh, for your big chalking yeah, glasses. It happens all the... <laughs> <laughs> it's the oh, way, it's the way when you move them on your, on, over the bridge of your nose, it looks just like when he's adjusting the little, <laughs> the little mini lenses. I like it. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> do it. I mean, listen, dear listeners, I mean, this happens to me all the time. I mean... I don't think I'd go a month without somebody making the noise and putting their fingers by their glasses like they're doing this. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so much right now. So, they, it. and the big problem for Nicole, they're reading the declaration with the glasses in the middle of Independence Hall. And Nick Cage takes a moment. He's like, oh, let's just take a moment. The last time this was here was being signed. And you're like screaming at the TV, get the fuck out of Independence Because Hall. I've been there. I used to go there on school trips when I was in the, when I was younger in middle school. And I know how many fucking people are there all the time. And I know it would never be quiet and, and empty like that. It's crap. Crap. <laughs> so, uh. Also, that's one of those, mo- that's, that's one of those cringy moments for me too. Like, you know, you know, the movie, you know, the type of, cringy moments that i experience in movies that was one mm-hmm. that was like equivalent to mommy's yeah mommy's sleeping kind of thing that's a terrible another moment. great fourth of july movie moment <laughs> right yeah sorry uh so yeah anyway um big ch- cringy moment yeah cringy moment but oh big i know ch- brennan likes the part where they have decided that the liberty bell is the next place they have to go but obviously liberty bell was in independence hall when we when it was there at, and the yeah, Ian, and Ian, Ian goes, goes to, the, to the one that's on ground in a box. <laughs> yeah. Ian goes to the tourist Idiot. attraction where the bell is now. I'm like, <laughs> and he literally mutters to himself, idiot. I'm like, yeah, I said that 10 minutes ago. You yeah. fucking idiot. Why would you go there? You know why though? Cause he's not American. I mean, he doesn't know. But why the bell? Of course, was never just sitting in a in a glass case for tourists. I mean, especially <laughs> someone with history knowledge. I know, he, and, and he he's, quickly... I mean, we have to establish, though, that he's not very smart. I mean, that's the whole thing, is he's he's a buffoon. He's not really... He's not that smart. Yeah, Maybe he's got some he's knowledge. He's not that buffoonish. He's clever enough to, like, capture the people and run a team, and, like, he's not a total idiot. He's not... Uh, he's just not... He's just not Benjamin Franklin Gates. He's just not that brilliant... Right. Or Riley Poole. I mean, well, Riley couldn't do Riley shit either, by himself, so. I mean. But anyway, the, uh, the, the whole thing happens here is... Um, Ian is able to get back the declaration, and uh, it, because they split up, there's a chase scene. They go through Reading Terminal Market, which, if anyone's been to Philly, is a very popular little food and shopping area. It's pretty cool. Um, but then Harvey Keitel swoops in and grabs Nicolas Cage. Uh, they offer him 
a deal basically to help him get Ian. Uh, they go to New York to do so. Uh, the Intrepid, which is a large battle battleship that's there. It's like a museum now. Um, Nicholas Cage through an elaborate plan that I can't exactly remember how all the information gets set up, but he plans it with, uh, with Abigail and Riley that they're going to get recaptured by Ian so that, uh, they can get away from the cops and buy some more time. Abigail's in charge somehow. I don't know how she's in charge, but she's in charge somehow. I don't know. Whatever. Of Ian's, of Ian's crew. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, she won't stop talking. (laughs) Shh. Shh. Yeah, it's a very pre-Me Too uh, Time's Up uh, movie in that respect, I yeah. suppose. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they're with Ian now, and this is kind of the ending climax of the movie. Um, he, I mean, Nick says jumps in the water. There's a whole bunch of action scenes, and they're at a church, and in the... <laughs> More giant leaves of faith in the back of the church, I guess, where like the graves are, those graves that are in the wall, they go through that, and there's like a whole yield staircase and torches back there, and <laughs> it's a whole, it's a, it's a cool looking set piece that would, it just, it's right underneath Wall Street, no one knew. All these years. Yeah, no one knew. None of the construction permits. They literally... Subway. Well, they're down there at one point. They hear yeah. a bunch of rattling, and they're both like, Subway. I'm like, yeah, you think when they were building the subway system, they didn't come across this? This just <laughs> never came anywhere? Like, it's... it's a... The many layers of the New York subway system. Yeah, they didn't find this. It's completely absurd. It was five levels down, though. It's absurd, but whatever. It was five levels down. Oh, also, yeah, uh, John right. Voight's back with the, gro- uh, the group, uh, Daddy Gates. Um, because right, they kidnapped Ian, him. Yeah. Ian took him hostage. Yeah. yeah. So now basically everyone except for Harvey Keitel is all together. All of our remaining characters, uh, Harvey Keitel is, you know, in pursuit off screen. Uh, but you know, the set piece is cool here. And I think we should talk about the visual and sound of this movie. I'll start with Mama K. What do you think of that? Uh, it's, it's suitable for this movie. It's a three. I don't really remember or recognize anything that was, that stood out for me, but you know, as an action adventure, it was fine. Everything took me to the next place. And yeah, there wasn't any like crazy patriotic music that came out of somewhere. So <laughs> there wasn't the blue coats the weren't walking down the, the it, <laughs> weren't walking down the street with their drums and their, I'll say it wasn't those three guys been. with the, with the drum and the flute and the flag. Yeah. I mean, that could have happened anytime they were in, you know, like the cradle of America, you know, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. You know, at any time there could have been a parade. So that didn't happen. That was, that was good. What do you think of uh, visual and sound, Nicole? Um, I, I like where they went in this. I really like the locations they use. Like I said, I grew up in going to those areas. I'm a big fan of traveling to all those. And I like history and, you know, ha- excuse me, having those uh, pieces of history being implemented into a movie. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I thought it was fun. You know, oh, you don't know if there's something from the Freemasons written on the back of the Declaration of Independence. It's kind of cool. Um, did I get my rating? No. Uh, <laughs> I give it. I'll give it a. Um, I'll give it a four. I like it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna land on a three. Um, nothing. It's just a very down the middle. Nothing's offensively bad looking, and nothing blows my mind. I mean, the set pieces are nice. I like that ending set piece. Um, the music I like in the beginning. It and I had to look it up. It sounded a lot like the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. score. Uh, the the yeah yeah, it, yeah. It's not the same guy, but it sounds kind of similar. And I actually like that uh, that score in the beginning. I kind of forgot about how much I liked it, but um, yeah. This is I a mean, stretch. But do you remember when um? in the beginning of movies that which just came out on DVD and they had like all those little scenes where it was like, you wouldn't pirate a pizza. And it had this weird, like, <laughs> like cool yeah, 2000s, cool 2000s music. That's exactly what I think about this movie. Has in it. <laughs> the score was a little it. different, but yeah, the rest of like when they're doing the chase scenes and stuff. Yeah. It's a little, you wouldn't steal the declaration of independence. <laughs> That's exactly what I get from this. I mean. <laughs> this is great because I wouldn't have gone anywhere near any of that. So, yeah, that's yes. that's a that is a good pull. Uh, so. Um, 
that's ingrained. It honestly is. At the church, uh, a lot of the the rickety old stairs are like failing, and uh, Ian loses a few goons. Um, they get to where they think the treasure is, and the room's empty. And Ian's had enough. Pulls a gun on him. He's like, "Where's the Where's the treasure? I know you know." And um, and Ben and uh, and. Uh, Daddy, Gates. Uh, Daddy Gates, Papa Gates, Daddy Gates, uh, devise a little, a little uh, back and forth to give uh, Ian a fake clue, and Riley's like, "Oh, it's a fake clue." And then, um, uh, so they go, they leave them basically down there to presumably die, uh, and they go to where the fake clue is. It's in Boston. It has something to do with the one if by land, two if by sea thing, and the old North Church. Yeah, church, and um, they uh, basically do some more puzzle things. Uh, they use the little, <laughs> you know, whatever. They, they they light the torches. They use the little pipe. Uh, I need in the someone beginning. to. Did, did they did they physically light those torches? I missed it. Maybe I have my eyes closed. But I swear you know, to God, also, they did not. I, they were pre-lit for the past two hundred years. They've been going strong because they did not light those <laughs> lights. No, no, no. So here's what I saw, and and you pointed out that there's definitely a problem here, but so there's two torches at the entrance where they're walking in, and they each have one torch each. I think they each both light a torch, and then they walk in the room, and there's a third torch on the wall off to the side, and no one lit, lit that one. So It's already lit, though. That yeah. one, the third one's already lit. The other two they lit, I'm pretty sure. It's bullshit. But the bullshit. third one, I think, was not lit. I, I, or it was lit already, whatever you know this is this should not be the thing we're getting hung up on <laughs> if we're gonna hang up on uh, the, the inconsistencies of this movie it's kind of funny though because i was actually thinking that same thing as they were you know kind of walking around the room trying to figure out there's got to be more to this than this and i was like what's the deal with all those torches i don't remember yes, anybody like yes. doing housekeeping <laughs> did, did did housekeeping come by and just you know Excuse me, Mr. Hayes, can I put your torches on for you? I thought nobody was down in this place for, yeah, hundreds of years, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, the torch the torch keeper was. The torch keeper. <laughs> they they used the little yeah. pipe thing from the beginning, it all comes full circle, uh, to open up this final room, and Secret they find shot. the treasure room in a dumb way, because uh, he finds more of the gunpowder that blew up the ship in the beginning, and instead of, like, testing anything, he just... <laughs> Puts his torch on it, and the whole room is right. engulfed in flames, but in a pattern that doesn't light the whole place on fire. It just illuminates the room, and I'm like, I don't know if I would have done that. I probably would have walked around in the dark. And suddenly we- this place is like four football fields long. I don't understand that either, but... We literally had, and really tall. We literally had the precedence that a room full of gunpowder and you drop a f- flame on it, it'll blow it up. And here he just does it to light the room <laughs> without even knowing like what the gunpowder leads to. It's like, very tall because the 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 ceiling is not burning at all. Like there's nothing crackling and crumbling down. It's like all pristine. <laughs> yep, it fits. It's just fine. <laughs> um, they get but, out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they have the treasure. There's a, a second staircase in the back for them to get away. Riley's like, oh, stairs. Oh. Stairs. Um, they get out. Uh, they make a little deal with Harvey Keitel uh, to go and capture Ian because he keeps saying someone's got to go to jail. Well, Ian's going to go to jail. Ian and his goons. Why does someone always have to go to prison? Why Why is that Harvey Keitel's thing? I don't really care about anybody thinking else, but somebody got to go it's to prison. A, That's basically his line the whole he's movie. government in charge guy they need to imprison someone they have, yeah they have to but on he's somebody. also a mason he's also a mason so there's oh that yeah piece. he has a little ring i forgot about that yeah he does yeah, he's that's mason. probably why he gave him so much slack because they get a, a shit ton of slack um ben and abby are now in a relationship <laughs> and ben lives in like a giant mansion that has something to do with the war of 1812 uh and riley gets right. sports car and that's that he doesn't know how to do yeah he's he keeps fucking the clutch up while he's trying to pull away and he's driving in the grass um yeah and uh yeah that's that's how we end then we get the music yeah i do like the score in this movie it's it's a nice little end beat in the beginning and the end it's good i don't uh, you know the whole movie the whole middle is don't steal the declaration of independence i'm waiting for the band i'm just waiting for the band to show up where's the parades well and there were no parades zero parades so well i i had this is so i've seen this movie many times and i i had a comment about so they find all of this treasure 
And as I'm looking at the treasure, I'm like, all of this stuff has just been appropriated from other cultures. Like, this isn't even American stuff that they're looking at. No, because in the beginning, they talk about how, like, this has, like, been building for generations. Like, it's like a war chest that's been, like, passed from civilization to civilization. I know. It's the prelude to Night at the Museum. That's what Nicole said. This is the prequel to Night at the Museum. <laughs> this is where all the because Night all that museums. shit's what comes alive in Night at the Museum in the first one. <laughs> That's true. Dum dum want gum gum. I don't want to spoil that. I'm movie. sure that was down there um, under the New York Church. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just never noticed. I mean, not that I didn't notice. I noticed that that's what was there, but I just had this feeling this time where I was like, oh, this is like all like American, King but Tut's none of tomb. this is American yeah. at yeah. all. Like, this is all just been, this all needs to go. I know we're going to share it with the Cairo Museum and this, that, and the other. What about sending it right back to where it came from? Let those people decide what they want to do with it. Yeah. All right. Not a popular Whatever. opinion. Whatever. I mean, okay. yeah, I guess... I don't know. I just have so many bigger problems that by this point, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. They won. They got the little treasure. Whatever. Um, eh. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't want to get real you know, political or anything about this, but okay. I'd rather not. So what's next? Oh, Brennan? well, you know what's next. It's the overall feel and resonance of the movie. And uh, yeah, Mama Kay, what do you think about that? <laughs> this movie always goes, even uh, despite what I just said about it, um, this movie always makes me feel good. It's like such a fun little ride. Um and I don't ever get tired of it. And I look forward to, I wish it were back to back with the next one, Book of Secrets. And I understand there was a third one supposed to happen, but that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I, this gives me, this is a 4.5 for me. I like this movie. I like watching this hmm. movie. Nicole? Um, I think I'll give it a four. I really like this movie too. I like all the goofy shit that we always get with Nicolas Cage. And I just think that it's, uh, it's fun to watch because the, some of the some of the lines are just ridiculous, and it's just like, oh, can't wait to hear that again. After five years, I still want to hear him say that stupid thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I like this. I like the I like the setup and everything. Yeah, it's like a three five for me. Um, I have a good nostalgia for this movie because I watched it when I was fucking ten years old. So of course, my standards were different. Um, looking at it now. <laughs> There are major, huge problems with it, but there. I'm what I'm surprised at watching it this time is how it's still pretty fun, and a lot of the humor still holds up to a pretty good degree. And the, the characters, while archetypal, are are portrayed correctly, like well casted and acted, you know, across the board pretty well. Um, I guess I'm really just surprised that this crappy, weird, dumb movie holds up as much as it does today and uh it's got the nostalgia so for that a three five i think is an appropriate grade to land on um and we're at the end here i'll start with uh, nicole go back to you would you recommend national treasure well i mean the name says it all this is a national treasure <laughs> i would definitely recommend this movie it's <laughs> I never. I didn't even know there was a second one. So you've never seen Book of Secrets. Don't waste, don't, oh. don't waste your time with he that. He kidnaps baloney. the just, president. Just, oh. He oh. Dan, didn't let you and steal the president. Dan didn't let it. Oh, maybe. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mama K. <laughs> Yeah, it's a recommend for me. It's a recommend, and then watch the next one where they steal the president. Who plays the president? It's the guy who's always the president, uh, Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, the white guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the white guy. That the white president. Down. <laughs> it's White Doug. No. <laughs> no, Justin Bartha's not the president. That would be insane. <laughs> Uh, I'm also going to recommend this movie. Um, It's a fun little family ride, and uh, it holds up surprisingly well for being made 15 years ago and having some really crazy, stupid plot holes. Um, I like this movie. I do. So three recommends for National Treasure. Uh, It's a... You're right, and it is a good family movie. There's not, I mean, cursing. I mean, the violence is is minimal. I mean, it's all silly kind of stuff, and, um, you know... It's just, yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, awesome. it really is. It's probably Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood is Canadian, Bruce... so way to go on that. But <laughs> that sounds that they got it yeah, just right. Say, then. This is uh, this is um, on brand for the National Treasure movies. Then uh, to not it is, quite cast right. things correctly, yeah. but or cast them correctly, but also um, <laughs> nationality wise. It's just With that little bit Americans. off. There. 
Again, I love <laughs> Diane Kruger. I don't know why they picked her, but she's fine. I mean, she's good. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting choice, but... <laughs> Um, all right, so that's National Treasure uh, coming up. We're going back to the theaters with Stuber. Uh, Lion King's coming up. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in America, or not America, in Hollywood. A um, couple more streaming reviews as well. The winner of our Films with the Women in My Life tournament, we will review one of her movies. Um, as of this recording, I don't know who yeah. it is, but the tor- the competition will have finished by the time you're hearing this so uh whoever we'll know really soon yeah we'll know soon yeah. whoever won that's who that's we're doing one of their movies so uh yeah, yeah. in the meantime if you want to reach out to us films wait huh? spider-man is also coming up right oh yeah and midsummer yeah i forgot about those yeah those coming up don't forget yeah we're doing yeah. those actually before okay. Stuber. i guess i'm a whole week ahead or what behind? about secret life of pets too i don't think we're what? doing that <laughs> Should have spoken up in our. Are there a lot of Canadians in that? <laughs> Maybe I'll make that. I know myself. Louis C.K. is not returning because of his whole <laughs> wow. showing penises to, to women thing. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Uh, we released also Mama K and I are MCU. Um, just kind of general discussion. Uh, I think we're going to try to do a couple bonus episodes, maybe one a month going forward kind of thing, depending on our time. Uh, just to talk about something other than a single movie review, just to talk about other movie stuff in general. I might actually have some interviews getting lined up to come out in the future with some uh, independent actors and, and directors and writers. So uh, hopefully we can get a couple of those going. Um, so, yeah, we got some fun stuff. Yeah, and tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, please let us know which, yeah. uh, what you uh, what you like about the show and if you have a suggestion those are the places to reach us films with women on my life and facebook and brennan underscore pod host on instagram mama k nicole thanks for being on this national treasure thank you it was a pleasure you're, you're so welcome okay and until next time everyone this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies thanks for listening to films with the women in my life if you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brandon Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.